0: Good afternoon and good evening, no matter what time or however device you're listening to the Man Cave Huddle, welcome to the latest installment. I'm your host, Greg, and in today's episode, we will be talking about and previewing championship weekend between the Los Angeles Rams at the New Orleans Saints and the New England Patriots. At the Kansas City Chiefs. Now look, you coming to the podcast. I appreciate the love. It's cold out here in New York, by the way. I just want to segue off of that. It's cold, man. They say we're supposed to get like a blizzard or something this weekend. But it's cold. It's not even like cold like New York cold. It's that, yo, man, how far away is May type of cold, you know? Because it's always nice and cold cold. Until like Christmas and the holidays, as soon as January comes, you're like, look, I need it to be warm. But anyway, let's talk more about Championship Weekend. I'm not going to really delve into individual matchups and, you know, this and that and spend like 30 minutes breaking it all down. Although I'd love to do that. I'm just going to make this a a, a bullet point episode. What each team needs to do offensively and defensively to come out victorious and win their individual game and meet in a championship meet in the Super Bowl. Now, the first game we're gonna have in the NFC title game. The Los Angeles Rams are going at the Saints. Now, when you're playing in the dome, it's almost like you're playing against 12 people and the crowd is real. Earlier in the season, the Rams played the Saints there. Rams really gave them their best shot, but the Saints came out victorious. I think what the Rams need to do in this second matchup offensively, is be aggressive in the pass game. You saw with the Philadelphia Eagles, they didn't play scarred. They didn't play, we're going to run, run, and hit five yards in the out. They were going deep. They were attacking the middle of the field. They were attacking the uh, the out outside boundary. They were attacking all areas. Nothing short. They were going deep. Going for the jugular, baby. I think that's what they need to do. The Rams and with the run game that they were able to amass against the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, you watch the Rams, and Sean McVay, I will give it up to him, man. It's almost like there's this one play, and they just run so many actions off of the one play. Nobody can really feel out the game because you're more so worried about, let me do my job and stay right here. Because it's almost like this, Play action where they hand it off to Tyrod Gurley and he can run up the gut and get you eight. And like I just said, it could be a play action. When they play action, is it and they, 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 they kind of bring the tight end over in, in, in a little motion? So it's if he, the tight end crosses the formation, they play action to Gurley. Sometimes they'll hand it off to Gurley, he'll get eight yards. Sometimes they will not actually play action and look for the tight end in the flat. Or a deep crossing route. And at the same time, they won't even play action. It will be a straight-up pass play, and they're going deep for the jugular. Or it won't be the tight end. It will be Robert Woods on the jet sweep. And they might hit Robert Woods in the flat, or they might have him run it out and up and hit him deep. Or... When you least expect it, they'll hand it off to Robert Woods, and on the third and five, he gets five yards. And this is all off of, like, the one formation, the same type of play. They do so many different things. But if they can be aggressive in the pass game, I think they could do some things moving the ball. They also got to run. Defensively, they have to disrupt Michael Thomas's routes. I mean, this guy, he came into the season as a young, good receiver to, is he the best? I mean, I'm just saying, if you talking about Julio Jones, you could talk about Antonio Brown, you could talk about Beckham, you could talk about um uh, a whole slew of receivers. But this guy Michael Thomas, he's tall, big, physical, and catches everything. He doesn't have the speed of those guys, but when he he catches the ball though, they have to jam him, bracket him, they had to just get him off his roots and don't get him into a rhythm. And you have to contain Alvin Kamara. Because the thing is, with Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram is the screen guy, is the pounded up the gut guy. But you see, Alvin Kamara is the screen guy, but then they can split him out as a receiver. They could play action and he could take that screen 65 yards. And that's what makes it tough. How do you contain Kamara? And at the same damn time, keep an eye on Michael Thomas. I'm not the defensive coordinator. I'm just telling you, I think that's what needs to happen for the Rams to win. Now, let's talk about the home team. With this home team, I just mentioned it, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram run the rock. By running the ball, you control the pace of the game. You control the clock. You dictate to the defense what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and when you're going to do it. I said you got to disrupt Michael Thomas. When you play action, they're going to bring a safety down into the box to stop the run. When they do that, that's an alert. Michael Thomas is probably one-on-one. And if he is, dinner time. You got to go deep to him, right? Defensively, what do the Saints got to do? They got to slow down the run game of the Rams. I mean, what Anderson and Gurley last week, I mean, it was just like, whoo, I'm tired. I just ran for 50 yards. You get them, whoo, I'm a little bit tired. I ran for 70 yards, but damn self. I mean, they were just running rush over the cowboys. And the cowboys have a really good defense. Running rush shot. So they got to slow down that run. Because the same way I just said the Saints need to establish the run, and that will open everything else up. The Rams. Huh, 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 You let them run and open up that playbook they got. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Be be prepared for a Madden score if you do that. Slow down the run of the Rams, and you'll have a shot at winning the game. Let's go on to the uh, evening match in which this is the old bully on the block, the New England Patriots, and Tom Brady. That's my Boston accent. I know it's whack, but I'm trying. Against Kansas City and Pat, my homeboy. Um, Look, for the, for the Patriots, I know it's been a theme with the Rams. I know it's been a theme with the Saints. I know we're in a passing league. I know you can't win without a quarterback. But the Patriots, they need to establish the run with Sonny Michel. Why? Because Gronkowski, you could say I'm being a hater. Look at him. He's a shell of himself. The guy can still impact the game blocking, but in terms of being a receiver at the tight end position, you're not seeing him being able to create any type of separation. You're not seeing him making those big, gronkish type of plays. They got receivers. You have Edelman. You have a whole bunch of little—you have Dorsett. You have the the running backs that can catch out of the backfield. But what you want to do is kind of dictate the pace of the game by running. And you know Tom Brady— He's going to be able to manipulate in the pass game. But you just want to be able to get into a rhythm and figure out what the defense is doing. Out of all the teams, I think it's most important for the Patriots to do this because all the other teams, if they're forced into a shootout, they have the weapons offensively to do that. The Patriots, other than Tom Brady, I don't know if it's touchdown for touchdown, let's go. I don't know if they got the bullets in to, to, to keep up with the Chiefs defensively, Pat Mahomes is on the precipice of having one of the best individual seasons for a first-year starter as a quarterback in NFL history. 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. Are you talking about making it and potentially winning the Super Bowl? Come on. The whole offense is designed around Pat. Now, what you got to do is he's deadly outside of the pocket. I mean, he's a righty. Sometimes he throws it with his left hand. He's just all about making plays, baby. He's a baller, gamer. But the thing is, keep him in the pocket. Force him to not have that ability to run and extend plays and make him decide quickly. And show him a lot of defensive fronts and looks. I mean, he is a first-time starter. I know he's been coached up. But in a game of this magnitude... Show him different things. Do different things. Make him hold the ball that much longer and allow your pass rush to get there. Key for the Patriots, run the ball defensively, neutralize Pat Holmes running outside of the pocket and multiple fronts and different type of pressure packages. Kansas City. whoo man. they elite. By the way, in the culture of Madden, there are certain teams every year, that are too good, that you're not allowed to play with. It's almost like a 2K, you're going to play somebody with the Warriors. Come on. They got five all-stars. You can't play with the Warriors. The Chiefs are that team. You can't play with the Chiefs man. man, That offense, at any given point, could score. In Madden and in real life. Offensively, what do the, the, the Chiefs have to do to topple the Patriots? They need to use multiple formations they need to use shifts and motions to identify the defense because it's the defense of the Patriots is going to give you different looks. Why don't you have Kelsey, your tight end, motion out? Who's going to go with them? Let's try and identify what they're doing. Why don't you have receivers go in motion, go from one side to the other, jet sweep, things of that nature. Identify, is it a man or a zone? Are they blitzing? Where's the blitz coming from? Where do I have to protect? Where's my outlet pass? Things of like that for Pat Mahomes. I think if they could do that and identify what the defense is doing, it could be a long day for the Patriots. And defensively, we all know it's a simple recipe. Not that many people could do it, though. Pressure Brady up the middle. Make him uncomfortable in the pocket. Make him move off of his launch point. He's not willing to sit there and make plays outside of the pocket like Pat Mahomes. He wants to sit in the pocket, read the defense, and gently just... Commit surgery on your defense as he goes down the field for a touchdown. Apply pressure up the middle. Defensive linemen, linebackers, safeties, whomever. Bring the pressure up the field and make him move. Now, obviously, I'm going to have to pick some winners and some losers. Um, as far as the Rams and the Saints go, I think although uh, the Saints have a great team, I think the Rams and Jared Goff and that offense— they're going to be able to be victorious because with that defense, with Peters and Akeem Talib, who wasn't there in the first game, they'll be able to neutralize the pass game and allow that pass rush of Ndamukong Su and Aaron Donald and Dante Fowler to really get at Drew Brees. For that game, I think it's going to be something along the lines of 27-20, maybe 31-20. In the nightcap, New England, Kansas City, look, um, Kansas City, they have a great coach, Nandy Reed. Probably one of the best coaches in the game as we speak today. But, and there's always a but, he's a great regular season coach. And he really hasn't had that much postseason success. With the Eagles, he really didn't have postseason success to the point of the postseason did not replicate the regular season yes he made it to the Super Bowl but they lost and it's always big games where you think Andy Reid has got this and it just something that doesn't happen the way it did in the regular season and I know it's going to be cold in Kansas City and I know New England they don't win a lot of playoff games away from home and All these championship games, the home playoff games, that's been their recipe for success. And when they've had to play on the road, they've lost. The last time they had to play on the road for the AFC title game was at Denver, the year Denver beat the Carolina Panthers for the Super Bowl. I think New England, I think Bill Belichick probably had these guys practicing in t-shirt and shorts and shoulder pads all week in this cold weather. Preparing these guys for the cold and all type of scenarios and all type of uh situations. I don't think the Patriots are going to be mentally frazzled at all. I think they're going to come in very business-like. Like, we came here to handle biz straight up, and that's it. Kansas City, a lot of these guys, this is the farthest they've ever been in their career. I mean, Pat Mahomes, boy, this is his first time starting, and he's playing for the right to play in the Super Bowl. I, I, I'm i sorry. And I know we all – This it, it's almost saying this is like eating vegetables you don't like, but it's like you know it's going to happen. I believe that the Patriots will beat the Chiefs. I believe this is a game where they'll win 24, maybe 27-17, something along those lines. I think that Kansas City is going to start off slow. I think that the Patriots are going to also start off slow, but figure it out faster than the Chiefs will. And I think whoever really gets into rhythm first is going to be the team that stays in rhythm and dominates and wins this game. And until, until, it's like this, until the Patriots lose, you don't want to bet against them. And Kansas City and Andy Reid What have they done other than have a magical season, which Andy Reid has had many times before? I mean, think of it like this. It's almost like LeBron, well, this year, I don't know if he's going to the finals, but if LeBron were in the East, no matter what team he's on, you're going to sit there and say that team's not going to the finals? I mean, this year, like I said, I don't think he's taking that team and beating the uh, the Lakers are going to beat the Warriors for the right to play for the NBA title, but in saying that, I do believe that the Patriots will come out victorious. Um, hit me up on Twitter at me at Man Cave Huddle. Let me know what some of your thoughts are. Or better yet, if you have a problem in any of my picks, I'm you know I'm a humble dude. I'm not gonna sit there and try and, and get into a little Twitter battle and be a thumb thug with you. We could just you know humbly exchange thoughts and see what we really feel is right. So um, we've come to the end of this episode where I'm going to give you my positive thought of the day. And in this episode, I want to leave you with this thought. The happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. What you think about is what you bring about. The happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. What you think about, you bring about Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.